Yes, yes. Peking, Peking. Peking duck. Peking duck. Peking duck. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Interrogang podcast. This week on another releases-focused episode, we dive back into the last two to three weeks to highlight the mind-blowing, eye-watering, genre-defying, rule-breaking, brain-bending, oh. earth-leaving fonts Whoa. that we just haven't had the chance to share with y'all yet. Woo. I'm Kyle Reed, along with my good friend, your Interrogang co-host, who I would say is only two or three sorts shy of a full set in the case, Joshua Dick. Hi, Josh. Hi, Kyle. You see, that was that's a backhanded compliment, though. Is it, though? I don't know. Well, most most cases are usually, you know, five to six, maybe even more well, uh, sorts shy. So you got more there than, than other folks. Right. You did throw that only in there. So you are implying <laughs> that most people have fewer, which I would agree with. All right, I'll take it. I'll take I don't think anybody's a complete set. So. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's good, good to be here. Two or three sorts shy of a full set. <laughs> Perfect. So let's go. These are the releases from week 26, 2023. Okay, let's jump right into these releases for today's episode. Uh, wow. Okay, so many. We have so many, so <laughs> many releases to talk about, Josh. Uh, the past couple weeks have been a whirlwind. Um, they just haven't they? I mean, it's just been kind of nuts. Are you okay? You seem a little overwhelmed. Yeah, it is an overwhelming episode. I gotta say, we have a lot to get through. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. So take the last a, couple weeks, we had uh, we had typographics. We had the start of summer, or at least in the northern hemisphere, anyway. And an unusually consistent deluge of incredible font families released. I don't know if we're usually seeing this many releases at this time of year. Um, you know, compared to previous years that we've tracked, I'll have to actually check the data on that one. But the point is, we've got them, and I wanted to reach back into the, these last few weeks to pull out some releases that deserve some additional attention. So, starting from two weeks ago, we have Terza. Terza, designed by Greg Gazdowitz, has officially left the commercial type vault to become a full-on feature of their catalog. Terza is a typeface collection of three subfamilies, reader, author, and editor, that can negotiate all stages of a text production from draft to editing to be f to the finished piece. That's a quote from commercial type itself. Uh, conceptually, Terza is insightful and rather innovative, presenting fonts that echo the life cycle of a text as it makes its way from a rough draft through to a finished piece. The change in style across these fonts is inspired, going from soft on the eyes to rough hewn to digitally native with a bit of polish. I personally love a typeface with a strong concept, spurring it on towards originality and innovative moments. Yes. This is the perfect example of that. This reader, author, editor, subfamily structure is so cool. Just the process of writing and the relationship that writing has with typography being so intimate. Like, of course there's a typeface that has to be made that follows that journey better and gotta love a good naming scheme that isn't that's, that's <laughs> new it's not done before yes yes right yeah it's not just you know thin bold or you know narrow or or wide it's it's reader author and editor yeah um describing your relationship with the typography that's so cool yeah so terza is 30 fonts strong uh and has the variety you get within all these that is just incredible it's it's amazing 
uh, an excellent serif to pick up if you're outgrowing a lot of the editorial typefaces, especially serifs that we've all been buying and using the last couple of years. I feel like there's maybe been a, a model that's been put forward that we've kind of seen a lot. This breaks that model in a lot of different ways. It's incredibly original. Um, just love the work from Greg here. Another thing I love about the naming scheme is they refer to it as different speeds through which you mm. travel through the reading line. So yeah. it kind of it guides usage, like how you can how you can and should use these fonts. But yeah. just in a subtle nudge, it's not demanding. It's just saying through its name, here's how this is going to work. And I yeah. just I love that. Bring bring on the naming. Bring on the creativity. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes to all that. Yes to all. Okay, so next I have something that's also from two weeks ago, uh, you know, reaching back into time. The Air Collection from Pangram Pangram. The Air Collection is billed as, quote, the harmonious collision of brutalism, minimalism, and aerospace, end quote. Phenomenal. Very niche, very specific. <laughs> I don't know how many other fonts or really art is at the center of brutalism, minimalism, and aerospace. <laughs> <laughs> if you know of one, please send it in, because that's really cool. But this is right at the core of those three things. It is a simple and experimental sans-serif family that pushes the boundaries of expectations a little bit uh, from what you would normally see in a uh, typeface family. Um, it's, quote, inspired by a captivating fusion of brutalism and minimalism with a subtle nod to the sleek lines of aerospace design. Air brings a fresh and distinctive touch to the typographic landscape. Uh, that's from uh, Pangram Pangram itself. Interesting. Air is built for expression, experimentation, and technical perspective with two subfamilies. Uh, that's Air Sans and Air Mono. So they have like a monospace version. I think that's a little bit more on the aerospace side of things. Mm. That all, all said and done is 36 fonts. So pretty substantial family. Um, I got to say, the air collection is a bit unexpected from Pangram Pangram. The oddity, the imperfection, the strange bits in these forms is both refreshing and, I don't know, kind of like, like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I was taken aback a little bit when I saw this one come out. Um, and I think I may have said, really? <laughs> uh, it was just unexpected and uh, not something that I've seen Pangram Pangram typically put right. out. Maybe it's that underbite in the cap C, which is something that's just delightful and just really quirky. Uh, maybe it's the high-waisted lowercase, or maybe it's just the odd proportions all around. There's just a little unsettling, almost unfinished feeling to it. And it's super intriguing. I, I'm very intrigued by this. Well, and the harmonious collision of brutalism, minimalism, and aerospace isn't quite the Ray Bradburyan nightmare that it sounds like. <laughs> it, I, I do think... <laughs> I I love that they took these three seemingly totally disparate things and and attempted to bring them together. Especially brutalism and calling it air feels mm -hmm. completely incorrect to me. But I I they don't seem to mix. But what I think is happening is it has this lightness, especially yeah. the the mono, and it it just doesn't imply soft. It doesn't imply squishy. It it it's it's still strong, sharp, brutalist, but it's got a, a levity 
to it. That's where that intersection occurs to me. Yeah, and perhaps some of the like imperfect curves, like uh, the tops of the C's, O's, S's, they have this like little bowed out um, kind of kink in it. It's not a perfect curve, like graceful circular French curve. It's it's just a little bit of extra dent in it. And I think that's the brutalism that yeah. they're talking about. It's like the brutalism of the celebrating the material of metal. For something called air. Yeah, that like metal that shapes around air. Like there's something there that I get the brutalism title. I get the minimalism and I get the aerospace. Uh, it's just interesting that it came out like this. It was just really different. Okay, so moving up in time to one week ago. Right. Um, I want to talk about non-metrify, N-A-N-metrify. Josh, this brings up the always entertaining topic of the superfamily. Yes, I and I think yes. N-A-N has heard me say that we are not seeing any superfamilies yes. anymore. Where did they all go? <laughs> and they were like, hold my beer. We got metrify. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is something that we could write a, a treatise on, is <laughs> the treatise of the superfamily. Um, but we have not... We've seen this kind of valley of of not uh, kind of a turning away of from super families in the last ten years, right. and yeah, maybe it's making a return. I don't know, but NAN Metrify really brings it on right. this one. Tell people what they won with Metrify. Yes, <laughs> so NAN Metrify is a collection of fonts with multiple approaches to the geometric and grotesque sans genres. Ooh, it's a mouthful. <laughs> In an exploration of font diversity within one style, NAN Metrify comes in three different versions, A, B, and C. So stick with me here, Josh. NAN Metrify A is an industrial machined grotesque with muscular detailing. Okay. NAN Metrify B is a rationalized neo-grotesque with reduced Got features. It. And NAN Metrify C is a sympathetic sans serif with geometric details and a light right. tone. So that's the three families. It's very subtle to tell the difference between all these families visually. Yeah. So it takes a little education, which NAN Foundry does very well in the very detailed and very immersive mini site they've got for this super family. So I keep calling it a super family uh, because it in each one of these three subfamilies, there are six weights across nine mm -hmm. widths. I mean, just one family of that is pretty right. wild. But if you get three with all those fonts, I mean, you're talking loads. So the total of 324 fonts, which but is insane. wait, there's more. <laughs> Each one of those 324 fonts comes with language support for Latin, Pan-African Latin, Greek, Arabic, Thai, Hebrew, and Cyrillic scripts, too making this a behemoth of a project. It's a titan. Yeah, unbelievable amount of work that goes into this. I actually don't know how many people really touched this project. They don't uh, I don't say the extent of, of everybody. I imagine it was a massive team effort, but um, I'd love to learn more about that. NAN Metrify is huge, it's diverse, uh, and just really worth diving deeply into if you're a fan of the geo-grotesque or, you know, sans world i assume that the elves came in the night to help the shoemaker on this one that <laughs> seems like the only way that this i all think you're right got done and i just wanted to to point out with as you say like 
those ABC styles are so subtle. Mm-hmm. This is not a conventional super family in the way that you're getting style after style after style. You're you're getting and yeah. and they kind of hint at this on their website flavors. You're getting different flavors mm. through Metrify, but that's even to me that's even more incredible that you yeah. you weren't going for we're going to give you a little bit of everything. We're going to give you this one thing, but we're going to give you this one thing 324 <laughs> different ways. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty unreal the amount of work on this one. Um so also from last week or a week ago, um is Glazier. Got to bring up Glazier. Glazier is the latest release from Positype. Through exploration of the Caroline minuscule and the refinement of serifs, says Positype, Glazier presents an energetic and activated set of serif characters that retain the evidence of the hand, the pen, and the little digital refinement for good measure. The foundry states that, quote, the hand-drawn serif typeface captures a semi-formal essence, striking a balance between crispness and warmth. This is such a fun release. I really like this one. Uh, hands down, you cannot deny the allure of the hand-hewn details and contemporary weight shifts in these fonts. Uh, the family's five weights, from thin to black, include both Roman and italic styles, uh, flaunt some very fun and original moments like the lowercase t, the extra finishing strokes at the bottom of the e, or in the e and the bottom serif of the n. Uh, it's just these little like back and forth, you know, paintbrush swashes that are, are really great. Um, and an extremely high X height. Uh, so caps and, and lowercase have a, a totally different relationship that's energizing. It's a type system that doesn't compromise on style for the sake of simplicity, which we see so many other typefaces do. Um, and we all really do benefit from that. The Caroline minuscule inspiration is alive and well in the, the 21st century, which is really cool. Um, really good one here from Positype. Looking at Glazier, my first reaction was that it, it had kind of a, that all these sharp lines gave it a kind of a, a mathematical feel. It was very vector built. Hmm. But I realized yeah, that that doesn't tell the whole story. Uh, th- there's right. a lot of personality to this when it's in long text. So I think yeah. there's just a different experience here when you're looking at the individual glyphs versus the block text. This is This is a forest for the trees situation here <laughs> uh, so so make sure you're not just looking at it in the individual look at it in the in the macro yeah so this catches us up to this week uh finally made it to this week another very good week for releases um i'm going to be outgoing and say that there are two that are paramount that we talk oh, about dear. And they are Outgo and Paramount. Very nice. Very, very good. See there, Josh? Yes, Thank I, you. Thank you. Very lovely. Can we get like a fake clap in there? We, can we? <laughs> Sound Judges? effect? No. No, we cannot get fake clap. Sorry. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't have the budget yeah. for that. Yeah. That costs extra. <laughs> so, yes. Let's start with Outgo. It's the newest release from Overlap. Would you Type say 100. that Outgo is incoming? Uh, yes. I guess you have to at this I week, right? I have to join right? the party. Okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll leave you alone. Go ahead. Josh is not not a, it's not enough to let a pun I can, alone. I cannot <laughs> let you win this round. 
Okay, so without go, first of all, how awesome is it that Overlap Foundry is a whole operation built on this very specific concept of how letters overlap and relate to one yeah. another? Um, you ever notice that in all their releases? They all deal with the theme of overlapping in some you very know, specific way. This might way. make me sound really dumb, but I'm not sure I realized that they all did. But I did realize that yeah. an Overlap release had overlaps in it. I always thought that was cute, but I'm not sure I realized that that was... They just they did that all the time. Yeah, first like one or two, you're like, oh yeah, maybe it's just coincidence. But no, nope, this thing. is like a thing now. <laughs> they have at least four major releases that touch on this uh, concept, this theme in some way. So very very cool way to commit. You know, keep it going. Uh, and secondly, Outgo itself is uh, here's what it's all about. It's a rather slender, beautifully trimmed type family inspired by book cover design from a multitude of eras. Overlap says that the, the sans serif letter forms are lightly flared to firmly plant the stems on the baseline, while also suggesting a handwritten and calligraphic quality. Exit strokes connect one letter to the next, round forms link together, and a variety of ligatures create even more interaction between glyphs. And that's where the overlap concept comes in on this one. The family's 16 fonts, all upright Romans, of four weights split across four widths, all feature this really fun convention of turning the lowercase g and s on their sides and having them kind of crash or overlap into the next letters Intertwine. to come. Gracefully, of course. It's not, uh, it's not a train wreck. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. It's really innovatively done. So something new that we haven't seen before, um, and it makes this release one. Just tonight. like how you said with air, you were like, really? For me, ra rarely does a font <laughs> just make me go. It, well, it, Is this I was your like, really moment? What? The, the <laughs> S and the G on their side is so silly, and I love it. I, I love it so much because it's just those two. Yeah. It's not a convention of the font. It's just right. those two, and I just wonder why. It makes me. It's like it's like the the really bad advice you get going to a, an audition or a job interview, where it's like do something to stand mm -hmm. out. It's like cluck like a chicken between mm -hmm. every sentence, and you're like no, and they're like well, but they'll remember <laughs> you, and that's how I feel <laughs> about Outgo. I will remember Outgo because of these quirky little s's mm -hmm. and g's that passed out on the reading line. It's so, <laughs> so bizarre and delightful. Yeah, it doesn't really do much for legibility, it does it? doesn't. I, you, you can't say, and they, they do readability. know that they do have uh, alternates that are just the regular yes, S and G. Yes. So, so you can get out, yes. go, and have it do what you need it to do. But the intent is the lazy S and the lazy G. It's just, it's just so, mm -hmm. so silly. I, I actually can't wait to see if anybody oh, uses these oh, you must. Uh, really oh, you must. novel forms now. Yeah, I, I really I, want to see them pop up. So people get on this one. It's despite very good. what I just said, I'm <laughs> kind of mad that they have the alternates of the normal S. You're going to do it. Force yeah, people. Forcing them into get, it, yeah. <laughs> I think every font should choose one letter to be just incorrect. But just one, maybe two, like Outco. And then you just... It would help with identifying just, that's fonts. That's true. A it's a easier, calling right? card. It's another calling card. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Thank you, Outgo, for teaching us how to love again. <laughs>
All right, so lastly, phew, lastly, finally, production type announced their next major release of the year, Paramount. Coming off the heels of Gamuth, an editorial family um, as a serif uh, in the spring, Paramount presents something a bit different from, from that, uh, the, from that editorial serif family, with just, uh, with, but it's got just as much freshness. Paramount is a modern geometric or geo-humanist, I guess, whichever way you want to look at it, sans typeface, inspired by the history and culture of spacefaring. Yeah, the language that they use on their site to describe Paramount is actually very, very good. <laughs> what does that boil down to? It ultimately boils down to this presentation of essentially like the NASA wordmark. Um, think like the NASA worm logo. Uh, that transformed Bring back into the a font. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see that as a font. They say that Paramount is a quote, well suited for a spaceship lost in the galaxy as much as for a people carrying app. <laughs> it is a link and a soul, a spirit of exploration and connection that serves as a beacon of light in the conceptual vastness of the future. Wow. How can you not use it? Oh, man. Heavy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, very poetic, I think. Whenever you talk about space, like you got to, right? This is like, <laughs> you got to go for it. Well, I assure you that the fonts themselves are really not as heavy and intense as that. They're really quite light, playful, and fun. Uh, it's clear that they translated the NASA vibe into a typeface, but that's actually a really hard thing to do. So this is a very impressive piece of type design. Uh, rounded corners in some places, but not in others a not-as-strict-as-you'd-think adherence to geometry, and a really retro-feeling yet easygoing lowercase. Uh, these are all really, really tough things to do, all brilliantly, brilliantly executed by designer uh, Chi Long Chu. Uh, Paramount launches with two subfamilies. So there's Paramount, just the normal working style, Paramount Neo, which is the more NASA-y, worm logo-y one of the two. So very cool launch, um, a great addition to your library if it's something that you want to do. Oh but, yeah. no, oh no, you won the pun battle. Yeah, very thank cool you. Launch. Yes, you. I'm glad you picked son up of on a that. B <laughs> no, I'm melting. <laughs> melting. Oh, what a world. Uh, very what a world. cool launch indeed. Good job. You win this round. Read. That's it for this week's Gang. This episode was edited by Andrew Spheris, who also provides most of the original music you hear on our episodes. The music you are listening to right now is Cut It Loose by Maxband. The Gang is a production of Proof & Co. Visit our website at proofco.xyz for links to all the digital products we have to offer, including our new concierge newsletter. Follow us on Twitter at proof underscore and underscore co on Instagram at proofco.xyz or drop us a line via email at hello at proofco.xyz. If you have any thoughts on what we discussed in this episode, have any topics you would like to hear discussed on future Interrogang, or if you know of any brutalist, minimalist aerospace art, we'd love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying the podcast, of course we hope you are, you can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month by following the link in our episode notes. Your support helps us expand what Proof & Co. and the Interrogang have to offer. As always, thanks for being a part of the Interrogang. We will see you next time.
If anybody can pull off the whole, like, I'm going into a tunnel thing <laughs> visually, it's you. Wait, but if you're going into a tunnel... I know. It's... But the I'm losing the connection oh, I... uh, when you're actually yeah. not. I can there. get out of just about anything. I'm a... I am a... I am a social interaction Houdini. I can I can just poof, go out. Yeah, a lot of outs. Yeah. Lots of practice. <laughs> I, I really, I don't want to talk to you. 